Welcome to the Creative Cast. I'm your host, Tammy Munson, podcast producer, podcast coach, and CEO of Wildfire Creative. Are you struggling to grow and monetize your podcast? Do you want to learn more about starting your own podcast? Want to learn the secrets of the business side of podcasting? Then you are in the right place, friend. Each episode contains powerful information to help you get started with your own podcast, learn the secrets of building a business, and grow your podcast. All right, y'all, let's get started. Hey, friend, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited that you are here again with me this week. I cannot believe that we are on episode 75 already. So I am so just jazzed that we are heading toward our big 100th episode later this summer. We're planning big stuff. We're going to pull out all the stops, gifts, special guests. I'll be able to tell you guys more in the coming weeks. I am excited about today's episode because we're going to get into all the things about when you get stuck creatively, whether that's in a creative rut or you just can't figure out what you're going to do next, whatever it is, we're going to talk about all these things. And I'm going to give you a bunch of tips on how to overcome that. But before we get into all of that, I have to let you know about a new thing that we just launched over at Wildfire Creative. I am so excited that it is out in the world now. This one is all for my current podcasting friends out there. Now, you've launched your podcast, you've produced several episodes, and now you're wondering, what do I do to grow my audience? Now, every podcaster has asked this question at some point. If you are listening and you're like, well, I haven't launched my podcast yet, these tips are also going to be good for you down the road. But let's be real honest here. The thing about podcasting is, except for a few cases, there are no shortcuts. You need growth-focused action steps. You need to execute those steps consistently. And eventually, it's going to get super easy and become part of your routine. But friend, don't worry. I got you covered because I've gone ahead and done all the hard work for you. So what I've done is I've curated 52 of my top practical tips for podcasters. Now, these tips cover everything from editing. Yep, never talked about editing before, but I will be talking about editing, production, marketing. And I'm putting it all in a quick read that is two minutes or less. It's going to be an email that gets delivered directly to your inbox every single Tuesday morning. Pretty cool, right? So what kind of tips am I talking about? Well, let me drop a couple on you, okay? Podcast editing and podcast equipment. So I'm going to help you choose the right microphone, whether setting up your recording space to improving your technique. We're going to cover all of it. What about marketing and growing your audience? I say all the time, growing a podcast is like growing a business, but it requires a strategy that's as unique as you are. And I'm going to share my tips on how the pros do it, how they continually gain new followers while keeping their existing fan base returning for more. I'm also going to give you tips on storytelling, being a good podcast 
host, as well as some interview tips. Because you could have the best equipment in the world. You could have the best recording technique, but without great content, your followers are just not going to be there. So I'm going to helping you sharpen your skills to keep your audience engaged from the start to the end of every episode. Now, all you need to do to sign up for this is go over to my website, wildfirecreativecompany.com and click on the link at the top of the page. That's all you got to do. Super quick, super easy. And you will get, like I said, a quick read, a quick email in your inbox every Tuesday. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever had trouble coming up with content, whether it's your podcast, your next episode for your podcast, social media, writing an article for your website, whatever it is? Y'all, I'll be the first to admit it. I have definitely been there more times than I can count. And I'm sure you have as well. Creating fresh and engaging content can be challenging. I know, I get it. And that's whether you're a brand new podcaster or a seasoned pro. We want to bring new ideas, that new energy, engage our listeners and get new ones, right? All great businesses run on good ideas, creative ideas, and innovative ideas. And you should treat and mold your podcast as a business. With all the podcasts that are out there in the world, the millions of podcasts out there, you have to create something different, something creative, something that's going to draw people toward your show. When we do come up on these creative blocks that are blocking us, that are stopping us from creating all this new fresh content and new ideas and new things, it's kind of a pain in the butt, right? And they can happen for a variety of reasons. Some of the common causes are, you know, you've got high stress level, which can hinder your creativity. You've got a straight up lack of inspiration. Sometimes it's a fear of failure. And that creates anxiety, which prevents us from taking risks and exploring new ideas. And it's a vicious cycle. Sometimes it's imposter syndrome and perfectionism. Where striving for that perfection can lead to self-doubt and the need to constantly rework things, constantly redo things. But we need to overcome these things because it's essential. Because it allows us to express ourselves, to generate new ideas and new content and solve problems, whether that's in our workflow or just episodes not working or new content or rebranding or whatever it is, allows us to solve these problems in an innovative way. So let's dive into how to overcome them. We all know we're going to have them. So how do we overcome them? Number one, change your environment. If you're stuck creatively, you can't think of another podcast episode to save your life, try a new location. So if you're used to working in the same space day after day after day after day, try a new area of your home or go to a new location. So for example, I spend a lot of time in my office recording podcast episodes, editing, reviewing client podcast episodes, client calls over Zoom. I'm here a lot. So sometimes when I get stuck creatively, 
I have to just change my location. Sometimes it's I move downstairs to my dining room. Sometimes I go to Starbucks. Sometimes I go to the library. If the weather is nice enough here in Iowa, and that can depend on the day, I may go over to the beach. Yes, we have beaches in Iowa. (laughs) Not many, but we do. And just be by the water, which is one of my absolute favorite places for inspiration and motivation and to get those creative juices flowing. So many times I find that it's just that change of scenery that's going to do the trick. Okay, tip number two, take a break. This is one thing I learned while when I first was diagnosed with my chronic illness and figuring out how to get all the same amount of stuff done when my body was just saying no. One might think that the secret to productivity is to buckle down and push yourself to get the work done until you've checked every item off in your to-do list. I used to think that as well. But y'all, the truth is this. Working for eight to 10 hours straight just isn't realistic. God did not create us to do that. And so if you really want to get more done throughout the day, you need to schedule time to step away from the work and take that much needed break. Now, I know, I know it sounds counterintuitive that really the key to getting more work done is to actually take breaks from work. But taking the break is going to be essential to your productivity. I'm sure you are asking yourself, Tammy, what in the world are you talking about? How could this possibly work? So here's what I found. By taking breaks, the first thing, it allows your brain to rest and recharge, which helps reduce the stress and the anxiety contributing to your creative block. Because when your mind is focused on a task, a problem, whatever you're working on for an extended period of time, your brain becomes fatigued and less effective. Where this break gives your mind a chance to refresh, and then you can go back to the task with renewed energy and focus. Secondly, it can also help provide new perspectives and insights because when you step away from a problem, you're trying to work through a new workflow, you're trying to come up with new content. This doesn't just apply to podcasting. This is anytime. But when you step away from it and you return to it later, you may see it in a different light or from a different angle. And this can lead you to new ideas, new solutions that maybe you never would even have considered before. So a lot of times, if I'm having trouble being creative, whether it's coming up with strategy for a podcast marketing campaign or a new offer we're going to have with Wildfire Creative, or even if it's just getting my brain and my voice to work together so that I could record an episode like this, I have to take a break. My brain is is overtired. It's, it's not working for a reason. And a lot of times, I'll just go and do something simple. It might be, and it always involves leaving my office, but it might be going downstairs and watching an episode of some dumb television show. Or it may be just 
playing with my dogs, Murphy and Patton, or it may be even taking a nap. And I do that daily to give my brain a chance to recuperate and for it to stop working. (laughs) But like I said, by taking this break, it's going to give you time to rest and recharge and you're not thinking about the thing. You're thinking about something else. You're doing something else. Even if it's as simple as maybe chopping vegetables up for dinner, your brain is thinking about something else entirely. The next is maybe you just need to reframe the problem. Now, this can be a powerful tool in finding new solutions because it allows us to approach a problem with fresh eyes and consider new possibilities. It helps us shift focus and expand our options and enjoy creativity and increase our motivation. I know, sometimes when we feel stuck, we're unable to find a solution or we just can't get the thing done in the way that we want to do it. It could be demotivating and quite frustrating. But Reframing a problem can reignite our motivation by showing us new ways to approach the problem and to overcome the obstacles surrounding it, whether it's myself that's causing the problem or something else. So what you want to do is you want to change the question that you're, an- that you're asking. So instead of saying, I need to make more money with my podcast, because we all know podcasting is not free. And not cheap. <laughs> it could be expensive with depending on what your budget is for your podcast. So if, if that's where you are and you're like, how can I make more money with my podcast? Try and reframe that by asking, what are some ways that I can make money with my podcast? That my podcast could be monetized. Whether that's Patreon or using affiliate products as ads within your podcast. There's lots and lots of monetization options. But by changing the question that we're asking, it is shifting the focus away from, oh my gosh, I need to make more money, and instead encourages that creative thinking about using what we already have and the resources we already have in new and different ways. So another way is by changing the perspective. Instead of seeing a difficult situation as a setback, let's reframe it as an opportunity for growth and learning. So instead of looking at your to-do list and going, oh, my to-do list is so long. I've got all these things to do. Reframe that. These are things I get to do. I get to work with clients. I get to be creative. I get to host my podcast. I get to edit. Because what this is doing is basically it's shifting our focus from using the negative emotions and the negative connotations and encourage a more positive outlook, allowing you to approach the situation with a new sense of motivation and resilience. You could also consider different assumptions about the problem. Or the creative block that you're experiencing. So instead of assuming that this is the one way that you can only do this thing. Whether it's a particular approach or a particular solution. Reframe it by 
questioning those assumptions and considering different possibilities. So for example, let's say you're working on a project, uh, a marketing campaign, and you're like, this is the only way that we can do it. Consider for a moment, what are some other ways that we could do this? Well, look and see what other options are out there. Now, my next tip is get feedback. Now, this is especially true if you are, let's say you're stuck on podcast content, episode content, new ideas for episodes. Maybe you're thinking of rebranding. Maybe you're thinking of changing the focus of your podcast. Whatever it is, you want to get feedback. Now, if it's related to your podcast, because your podcast is about your audience, it's not about you. I mean, you're there, you're doing it, all that kind of stuff. It's not about your guest. It's about what your audience wants because they're the ones that are going to be listening to the show. But a lot of times when I'm stuck, whether it's creating content, coming up with new ideas for a client's podcast, a new marketing strategy, whatever it is, I find that getting feedback from others can be a powerful tool because it's going to provide new perspectives, new ideas, or refining an idea. Because sometimes when we've been working on something for so long, we really can't see the forest through the trees, right? I'm writing something. Sometimes I just can't see the the errors or the, the mistakes in that document. So we have somebody else look at it. We ask for feedback from others. Then they see the things because it's a new perspective, fresh eyes, all these kinds of things, right? And like I said, it also helps refine ideas because sometimes I'll throw ideas out that I've been thinking about to whether it's to my team or trusted friends, trusted colleagues, and always my business coach. And they may say, hey, that's a great idea. What about this? Or what about that? Sometimes they are very nice and say, you may want to go back to the drawing board on that one, Tammy. Or sometimes they say, you know what, that's a really bad idea. And all that is great. I would rather someone tell me something is a bad idea than to be nice and then the idea doesn't work. So regardless, feedback can help take some of those existing ideas and make them stronger or spur inspiration for new ideas. The other thing about getting feedback from others is that it can help build your confidence and motivation. Because we may feel discouraged or really unsure of our work when we're feeling stuck. We don't feel creative. We don't feel like we're spurring any any new ideas. We've done this a thousand times before. Why should we do it again? But what it does do is it offers validation and encouragement. And sometimes that's all we need to help us feel more confident in our ideas, our abilities. And it gives us that motivation to continue working on those things. My next tip, y'all, I'm going to get really honest, brutally honest for a moment. And I know a lot of you are like, I'm so surprised by that. (laughs) But here it is. Embrace failure. Now, nobody wants to fail. but Failure is part of the learning process. And avoiding failure can really prevent us from reaching our full potential. So y'all know that my girls are adults now. And so when they were growing up, one of the shows that we watched as a family was Mythbusters. And we all had our reasons why we love Mythbusters. 
I absolutely love that show. I still do. It's so good for so many reasons. One of the reasons I wanted my girls to watch it was to see that there was a woman on the show that was involved in science and technology and engineering and all these things that Carrie on the show did. And they did so many amazing experiments and and the way that they portrayed them and all of that. But the concept that I love the most from Mythbusters was one that one of the hosts, Adam Savage, said all the time, was that failure was always an option. And it should always be an option. Because that's how we learn. We learn from our failures. So think back to your latest blog post, your latest uh, podcast episode, or even your last podcast review. And you could have 100 reviews out there. And 99 of them could be absolutely amazing. Like you are the best podcaster in the world and you are great and you are this and you are that. And we love reading those because they make us feel so good inside. And then we get that one. That's just like, you suck. You should not be doing this. You need to shut down your microphone and go home. Now, we don't like seeing those. They don't make us feel all warm and toasty inside. But which one do you remember? The one, right? We're always going to learn from the one that is seen as a failure, quote unquote. We don't learn for what we always do right or what we're really successful at. We learn from the ones that we, that we don't. Now, I'm going to be really honest with y'all. One of the biggest lessons I learned as a business owner was when I found at something. But the key was I didn't stop. I took that lesson. I learned it. I applied it to the next thing that I did. And I continued the process over and over and over. So for example, I launched a podcast probably about 17 years ago. Podcasting was brand new. I was brand new. I launched this podcast. And y'all, when I say it was a failure, it was an abysmal failure. Nobody was listening to the show. I didn't know then what to do or how to do it or who my audience was. And it was hard to accept that. But from that, I've learned so many lessons, not only about what I did right, and more importantly, what I did incorrectly. And so for the next time I launched a podcast, I took what I learned and I applied it. And I kept doing that over and over and refining it over and over until I finally had what I wanted. And if you've been through my podcast launch process or I've launched a podcast for you, you have benefited from all of those life lessons that I've learned. Because y'all, failure can be a powerful learning tool because it provides valuable feedback about what did not work and what can be improved on. By embracing this failure, this lesson that we need to learn, we can turn our mistakes into opportunities for growth and learning. Because nobody likes to fail, right? I mean, nobody wants to admit, hey, I failed, I messed up, I'm not perfect. So one of the things it does is it builds resilience, tenacity, grit. Because when we experience setbacks or lessons that we learn or failure or whatever word you want to use in that, we can easily feel discouraged, frustrated, and just give up and say, hey, you know, throw your hands up in the air and say, hey, this is not for me. 
But if we embrace it as a natural part of our learning process, we can build resistance and perseverance, which are essential for our long-term success. Podcasting, being a business owner, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, it's all part of that. The thing about failure for me is that it can spark innovation by encouraging us to think creatively and outside the box. A prime example of this is the guys who created Foursquare and it wasn't doing well and they couldn't figure out why. So they looked at it and they looked at the lessons that they learned and they created a new thing. You know what that new thing was? Instagram. Yeah, they took what they failed at and they applied it and they failed fast. They go, here's what we did wrong. This is what the people want. Let's give it to them. We create this thing. Boom. Instagram. Wow. Right? Because when we're not afraid of failure, we're more willing to take the risks and explore new ideas, which can then lead to breakthroughs for innovations, discoveries, etc. What this does is, is it can foster a growth mindset, which is going to encourage us to embrace challenges and view failure as an opportunity for that growth and improvement. Okay, so my final tip for today, of course, is straight up prayer, y'all. Talk to God about it. Pray about it. Ask him for his guidance. Spend time in the word. What is the Bible telling you? What is the Holy Spirit telling you? Journal about it. All these things can help some of these creative blocks, especially if we're, what direction am I supposed to go in and what is the message that you want me to share? He's going to help with that. So no matter what the challenge that you're currently dealing with in a creative block, whether it's new content, a workflow that's just not working, somebody on your team is just not working out, whatever it is, doesn't matter. These tips are going to help you get through that, help you work through that. So let's go through them one more time really quickly. First, change your environment. Get out of your office. Get some sunshine. Do something fun. Number two, take a break. You need to let that brain of yours rest. And y'all, I'm just saying, naps, the best thing. Thirdly, you want to reframe the problem. View it from a completely different perspective. Ask different questions to get thinking creatively about it. Number four, get feedback from others, whether it's your team, trusted friends, your network, and most of all, your audience. Number five, embrace failure. It's a natural part of life. It's okay to fail, but you got to fail fast. And number six, of course, as always, prayer. Okay, recommendation. I have a recommendation and involves our friends over at Riverside. A lot of people say, I want to use transcriptions. I know it's important to use transcriptions for my podcast within my blog post on my website, but I don't have any extra money to do that. Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Our friends over at Riverside have the ability for you to do that for free. All you got to do is go over to riverside.fm forward slash transcriptions. You can upload your MP3 file, your WAV file, whatever audio file that you have, and it will transcribe it for you. It could do it in a hundred languages. It's very consistent. 
And of course, it's utilizing AI technology in order to do that. It's completely free, 100% free. You don't even need to create an account with Riverside in order to use it. So the link is riverside.fm forward slash transcription. So go over, check it out. Let me know how you like it. Now, friends, I believe in you. I don't want the fear of failure, the being stuck, the overwhelm, the intimidating tech, whatever it is, stopping you from accomplishing whatever your goals are for 2023. You can do this. Let me say that again for all those in the back of the room. You can do this. There is nothing stopping you from doing this. Because, y'all, that is why I, I do this podcast in the first place. So that I can share my expertise, my tips, my tricks, all the things, so that you can spend less time worrying about all the details and more time spreading your message, sharing your story, and answering the call God has put upon your life. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode was helpful for you. I hope that you have a great week. And I'll talk to you next Monday. Bye, y'all.